talk to Chase Kitty in 20 minutes. Get his view on the uh, the final four as we have days leading up to it and days and days. And I wish it would just get here. Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, Nick Ashew. And Chase, come prepared because I'm asking you tennis questions too because I need Good some winners. You. Yeah, I need some winners. That time of year, man, we're going to dive into some tennis, some golf. We're going to have some majors. We're almost oh, there, my the friends, masters. The, ma the Masters. There is something to be Gotta said about. download my app again and then delete it the yeah. next <laughs> on that Sunday. Love it. What is it about just, like, promos for the Masters? The music, the commercial where you just go. <sighs> I immediately just want to fall asleep. It's therapeutic. It's amazing. It's the best. I will say, even though I love watching the Masters, there's nothing better than a nap on a Sunday in front of golf. Like, even the Masters. Like, it's, it's great. Like, if you're going to take a nap, that's the best way to do it. And I, I it, listen, I, I like watching majors, but I can tell you right now, it's very soothing. And you just, hello, friends. And then I'm just drifting off to sleep as Jim Nance, one last time. One last time. Drifts me off to sleep. His last final four in Houston. Unfortunately, his Cougars will not be uh, in, in attendance, attendance, but he'll still be there, my friends. I want to know who gets his final tie. That's what I want to know. Who gets the last Jim Nance tie? Man. <laughs> electric stuff right you just there. want it to be you i can see it in your eyes imagine like hey heading to the league and then this this broadcaster comes up and just hands you his tie how many of those guys do you think actually kept jim nance's tie oh really i would think so not all of them what are you gonna do with it frame it sell it up on a wall sell it. who's selling jim nance's tie uh people buy you socks on the internet trista people will buy this People sell everything. It We've doesn't smell that. like feet, though. It just smells like Jim Nance's can well, make shirt. Can they make might. it smell like feet. Scott's losing his mind over there. It's true. You can buy anything on the internet. Jim Nance is the man. You know why I think that? Because I have a buddy, his name, and I'll give him a shout-out because he listens to the show every night. His name's Dutch. And he's always had this take. He's a little mm -hmm. bit older like than oven? me. Like oven? See, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. His last name's Duchesne, so we just call him Dutch. That's probably too much information. Anyway, hi, Brent. Thanks uh, for oversharing. So... He always had this take. Growing up, I used to hang out like with my older cousins, so a lot of my friends are a lot older, so mm -hmm. they're like pushing 50 now, and I was always the youngest. His take was always, you're only as old as the women that you date. And Jim Nance figured that out a couple of years ago, you guys. <laughs> so did I think uh, Jim Robert Nance's Kraft. lady is like 36 years old. Really? I'm, I'm kidding. She's pretty young, though. Let's look it up. Imagine being Jim Nance. This I think he like, lives on a golf Trista's course. This is Trista's moment right here. She's like, hold on. I'm on it. It'll take... It's like, don't She's worry. younger. She's definitely <laughs> Ten younger. Ten seconds. I think he's been through a, uh, a divorce. But I think he... A I very think... expensive divorce, too. <laughs> yeah. he... She's 43. Yeah. How yep. old's Jim Nance? So she's like only a couple years older than me. Awesome. At the time of their marriage, though, she was 31. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello, friends. That's why he's always so chipper. Well, how old is Jim Nance? I think... Uh, he's got to be pushing 70. At Yeah, right? at the time, he was... good for that age. He was 50 when he married her. He's 63. Yeah. So she's 44, and he's 63. So she was 31, and he was yeah. 50. Well, I think once you get to a certain age, it doesn't matter as much. Age is just a number, guys. 40s and 50s to 60s and... F I don't know. And all the single men, remember. And single ladies. Yes. Age. Mm -hmm. Or uh, you're only as old as the men that you date. I don't want to be sexist. Okay, be, you know, look be, at Jen, be I mean, look at Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher. Back well, it didn't in the day. work out, so it's not the best example. Because hey, that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. All right, how about uh, Anna Nicole Smith and that old guy? Also, it did not work out. He yeah. spent his last days with a beautiful young lady, though.
And that's kind of how I think we should all go. I'm kidding. My wife's watching tonight. Anyway, how about North Texas, guys? So here's my problem with North Texas, right? <laughs> 33 <laughs> defensively in the country. Ken Palm really high on them this year. Not working Man, out so far. There you go. Good job, big, though. You already said little, what you said, though, so that, that point doesn't job. matter. I have a question she knows. about... I want her to... I, you know, she could go Take yourself more of a hole, too. I think. Yeah. I have a question about uh, UConn versus Texas. Okay. What does UConn do better than Texas did? Did. What does UConn do better than Texas does? Right yeah. now, how do you stop UConn? Right. I think I mean, the better so, so UConn UConn's a better big, rebounding team U, right now. UConn goes on big burst runs, too, like 14-2 runs. Like, they break games open and then don't allow teams to get back in. It's a good question, though, because Texas was playing awesome. I mean, yeah, Texas only lost right. two games since February, and they were both on the road. They'd blown out Kansas by 20. And I know Kansas probably wasn't – I mean, they were worthy of the one seed, but they weren't as good as they were last year. No. That wasn't a great Kansas team. But um, they were still. missing Christian Brown. That's I mean, is they it, were missing? Is it just as simple as like Texas was playing really well, but UConn was playing even better? Like, I is think it Texas, just that simple. I think they just froze up in the biggest moment. Yeah, I think the moment. Well, got a and Marcus bit too Carr big got hurt. So my question is, everybody is on UConn, right? Everyone. Mm -hmm. I kind of like Miami. And every, me I, too. Yeah. And everybody's saying, well, UConn's just so good defensively. They're 11th in the country defensively. Really good in terms of holding opponents to, you know, low field goal percentage. Really good at holding uh, opponents to low three-point percentage. They block shots. Yes. Okay, that's true. But, like, let's look at Texas for a second and see what they were up to in the Kem Palms. <laughs> and they're not that much further down. 13th in the country defensively, yeah. uh, holding hold, holding opponents to 30% from three, really good in block percentage, really good in steal percentage, really good in non-steal turnover percentage. Okay, and they were really complete offensively too. 15th in the country in offense, mm. shoot the three mid, 142nd in the country at that, really good in terms of two-point percentage, really good at turnover percentage on offense. So, like, is it just length? Because you look at Texas, and they've got guys, DeSue, who didn't play, was 6'9". But other than that, you had Dylan Mitchell, who was 6'8". He played a lot. He mm -hmm. played a lot in that game. You had uh, Christian Bishop, he's 6'7". You had Serge Ibari Rice, 6'4". Timmy Allen, 6'6". All right, and then you look at UConn, and you say, okay, well, how much longer are they than that? Yes, they've got Klingon, who's 7'2". That's a big deal, of course. That's a big deal, and they've got Sunogo. Is it just as simple as they've got better front court players? It just might be. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where it is just, like, one simple example or another. I think it's just they're blowing out teams right now, and everybody's actually finally paying attention. That's why I go back to, like, they're just games. actually playing better than where even Texas was. Or they just was. haven't played a good enough teams. We don't right. know yet. Because and Gonzaga defensively was atrocious. But they also then made and it so the Gonzaga couldn't left. get back in the game. I mean, they went on a big run, so I understand the defensive side of things, but then they stopped Gonzaga they couldn't from going stop on any anybody. runs themselves. Gonzaga, also, Gonzaga 73rd in the country in defense. Yeah, they're the like That's one of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I love Drew Timmy, but why I don't think he'll be a pro? Because I think that he's good enough to be off somebody's bench offensively. But who the hell is he going to guard? He can't guard fives. He can't guard forwards. He's sure as hell not quick enough to guard any threes in the league. Yeah. They're just not a very good defensive team. And I think that the reason they beat UCLA, like, again, like, we knew going into that game that was the first time that Jalen Clark injury was really going to hurt them. I just don't think they had enough horses in the post we against Timmy in the too. second half. He had 30 mm -hmm. some, 39, 37 points in that game. But I think if they play a seven-game series, man, the Zags probably lose 4-2.
Yeah, I mean, and Gonzaga had just really good offense. So I, you stop them a couple times, and they're a sieve defensively. Yep. You have to get a stop to come back. That's it's all like recency key. bias. I can yes. see Miami actually winning this game because of kind of what I said to Jim. They just have a bunch of guys like Isaiah Wong. Like he, could, they got guys that could just go out there and it's like the hot hand. They don't have to run offensive sets. They could be down 11, 12 points in the second half. There are a bunch of guys that like yeah. they're not like system players. They're all right. guys that have come elsewhere because they got paid. If if they got some future pros, like I think Wong could be a pro, don't you? For sure, I absolutely believe that Wong can be a pro. If you look at Miami. How do you come back from 13 down with no threes without seven stops? Yeah. You it, need seven yes. consecutive stops. You don't see, And you don't see that anymore. No. Like, they didn't attempt a three until so, there was, like, two minutes left in the first and half. And I love our guys like from three-man weave, but to say Miami's not good or playing well defensively against a really good Texas team, yeah. they forced Texas into some really tough shots, and they got seven consecutive stops. Yeah, and they have, and on the other end, they have four guys that average double figures. Yeah, yeah, and they're never out of games. They're tough. We give them no credit. I could see them honestly winning this game. Me too. I'm just waiting until this number goes up. That's because why you know, I hate. Like, there's no reason if you like Miami, I don't think to bet them right now. No, I don't think that number goes down. I think more steam is going to come in on UConn over time. I have not heard anybody make the case for Miami yet, except I for us. Heard, yeah, not, and and I mean maybe we're dumb. Maybe we're just the idiots on the island, as Nick Costos likes to say. It just seems too easy to Doesn't grab it? UConn right now. Five and a half points and to Miami. Like this year's tournament, like nothing makes any sense. No, Texas made sense, and they had a what a 12, 13 point lead in the first half of that game. Um, you're also Houston just, made sense. You're getting year. the best of certain. I mean, you have to get the best of any team to get to this point, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we sit here and look at FAU and go, well, this is the smallest team in the country. They are really good, though. But they're really good. But they're also they're also out rebounding teams. The yeah, smallest say, team like, in the country. They out rebounded Kansas State forty four twenty two. They had a positive rebound yeah. margin before that, even heading into that game. So you're you're getting more effort. FAU is deep. Uh, they play a ton of guys. Mm -hmm. they, they don't just, have to be hitting. They the out hustle. They like out hustle teams. Either. So sometimes it really is just. You get a team maybe playing well, but then they get caught off guard by something they didn't expect. Like a, a team like FAU that's going to out hustle you, and they're smaller, but they're just going to be smart and, and grab boards and get yourself second and third chance opportunities there. And it's where it doesn't always make March doesn't always make sense. In fact, a lot of times it just doesn't make sense. And this has been that tournament where it's clearly an example where yeah, you look at UConn and say that is the best team, but really are they like? <sighs> Maybe it's FAU at this point. It might be Florida Atlantic. And they've been awesome all season long. And it's crazy because their best player was just a role player last year. He just made this huge leap in the summer. And now all of a sudden he's the go-to guy. But like San Diego State, a couple of years ago, they really got screwed the pandemic season, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's been a good program. They're just in the Mountain West, so we have no faith because the Mountain West never wins tournament games. UConn, we all believed in UConn day one. They hit that little, like, midseason slump, but it wasn't yeah. like other teams' midseason slump. They looked bored, and the Big East was a lot better than we thought. Like, yeah. Marquette was projected to finish uh, second to last, and they won the conference. So Creighton as well. Creighton. Xavier. Like, I just feel like more parity, and, and we're going to see that more in college hoops. Imagine, like, when Cal leaves Kentucky, which could be this year. You think, these, Big East I mean, was the Coach Big, you think the Big East ended up being the best tournament in college or the best conference in college basketball? Big East was really good. What about Conference USA? I'm only half joking when I say that. Big East, yeah. I, it kind of has to be, right? You look at yeah. that conference and you're like, wow, look how good they ended up compared to where we thought that they were going to be. Yeah, right? definitely not the Creighton, Big Ten. UConn, 
SEC, we overhyped a little bit. I mean, a lot of dominant teams in the regular season. Alabama laid an egg last weekend. Mm -hmm. Tennessee laid an egg. I mean, but I think they just ran into the better team. Yeah. And I think we overhyped Duke a little bit. I mean, they did win. They went 18-1 and one when they were all healthy together. That's even the thing Butler about the tournament. You just fun. play one crappy game, though, and you're bounced out of the tournament. Yeah, even Butler was fun at times. DePaul was fun at times. It was a good George, conference. Everybody except for Georgetown. They're only yes. fun in the first half. Providence was pretty good. I'm even excited for Georgetown basketball once again, though, now. <laughs> Give it time. Although, the transfer hey. portal's already working out, so. Yeah. I don't a see, little bit, at least, for them. That should be – it shouldn't be an easy turnaround, but I, I feel like it should be easier than this. It's a storied program, so You know too. what I mean? But, like, the kids growing up, like, do they remember Georgetown? Do they remember Allen Iverson at Georgetown? I hate that they played the Capital One Center. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that at all. They yeah. need their own thing. And it's never full, so it just doesn't yeah. feel – you don't get that feel there. You need yeah, that campus been, on – yeah. Yes. Scott, have they been playing there since the beginning? I mean, like, since McDonough's it opened as, like, still, MCI Center? Yeah. McDonough's still there and they would still have a couple games I actually got to see wow you, you, you like to talk about Mr. Iverson Ryan I got to see his first ever game and it was wow. one of those pre against Fort Hood kind of like the athletes in action no yeah. way. and I got to go as a working member of the press back then and I saw an NIT game at McDonough and it is that's that's an old school gym it's a yep. great place and it's it's got that on campus but you know, you go across town, and if you get games on big-time TV, you show up at Capital One or MCI or yeah. Verizon, whatever it's called, but they, they sort of made that their own. Yeah, so they kind of just made they, it their There'd be some at McDonough, but I, I you know, I, I I didn't follow the team closely over the last couple of years, so I don't know well, who has, how many. If fair. We've got to put them back on the map. Very fair. We need yes. the return of the big man at Georgetown. Patrick Ewing, yep. Alonzo Mourning. Zach Dikembe Mutombo. Zach Heedy's going to transfer to Georgetown. There. Yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah. I mean, but some of these programs, it shouldn't be so hard to turn around. I think that's I, I do going. think it's going to be easier. It's why we. That's why the NIL deals and, and transfer portal, like we talked about before, is really – it can be a difference maker, but you've got to be able to win with those players. Like, you've got to be able to get them to want to transfer, and then it's all got to still come together, right? Like, you can make all the trades in the world in the NFL and give up draft picks, but if your guys aren't working out to trade for, I don't care what you saw in the NFL on another team, if somebody – you bring over and you sacrifice young assets and draft picks for trying to win right now and they don't fit within your system, it doesn't matter. So it's not like a guarantee, but it really does smooth out the playing field at least a little bit. Not level it, but at least smooths it out for programs like a Georgetown to maybe in three years be in a Final Four because they got a ton of talent there. Yeah, and a nice pipe uh, pipeline to recruit from, obviously. I mean, not that, that really matters now that it is all about the transfer portal. It's about what players can you steal away. But, I mean, recruiting, obviously, is still important. Yeah, but you then will be able to recruit better when you're a better team and you've gotten some guys in the transfer portal because you have a new head coach. Yeah, it's hard to recruit when you're 6 and 23 or 6 and 26. I mean. Yeah, how do you sit down in someone's living room and say, yeah, come play for us and win seven games next year?